everybody, and welcome to episode 48 of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we're convinced resilience in leadership is not simply a good idea, it's required. This is your host, J.R. Briggs. And recently, I led a team training for a group of leaders of Chick-fil-A here in the Philadelphia region. Yes, the amazing chicken sandwiches, you bet. As I worked with these leaders, I thought I'd briefly share with you some of the elements from that training because the topic is so important to leadership and to resilient leadership. Now, uh, a large national survey was conducted among 500 leaders around this question. What's the difference between a good leader and a great one? They interviewed people from different genders, ages, levels of experience, education, parts of the country, different jobs, and they thought that they would find factors, many different factors, as to what was the difference between a good leader and a great one. But the the administers of this survey found only one and one factor far and away that made the difference between a good leader and a great one. Any guesses on the difference between good and great leaders? Here was the answer. Here's what they found. The difference between good leaders and great leaders is that great leaders handled crucial conversations well. That's it. So this is what we're going to talk about today, how to handle crucial conversations in your life and in your work. Now, much of this comes from the fantastic book that I've recommended on this podcast before titled Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking When the Stakes Are High. It's written by Patterson, Grenny, McMillan, and Switzler. It's so good and so important that I try to reread it about once a year. Now, we've had a lot of crucial conversations the past few months in our new reality, and these difficult, important, emotional conversations are not going away anytime soon. We must learn to navigate them well if we want to be resilient. We cannot avoid them. But let's start with what is a crucial conversation? What makes a conversation crucial? There are four things that exist in a crucial conversation. Number one, opinions vary. Number two, the stakes are high. Number three, emotions run strong. And number four, results can have a huge impact on your quality of life, especially if the results are not handled well. We have crucial conversations all the time in our lives. Let me give you a couple examples of some crucial conversations. Number one, Your son's teacher emails you and shares that there were some disruptive and disrespectful behavior today in class by your son. You have to address this with your child when you get home from work today. Or you received a bill in the mail that where you were overcharged several hundred dollars for a service that you did not sign up for and you do not want to use. But the website states that there is absolutely no refunds under any exceptions. You you have to make a phone call tomorrow to talk to them how will you handle this? Or you're conducting yearly performance reviews in a few weeks for the people on your team. Most of your employees are doing well, but Bill, who's been with the company for 17 years and is your top sales rep, has been displaying significant problems with his attitude, and it's beginning to bring the team down in terms of morale and work performance. How will you address this? Or you really believe that your team should pursue a clear direction regarding a project, but one of your colleagues believes that your idea is foolish and thinks that you should go, uh, we should go another direction as a team and in the process embarrasses you in front of the team as he expresses his opinion. It's ultimately your call on the direction and the vision with the project, but you have to deal with the problem of being embarrassed in front of your team with this person. How will you handle that? 
You see, leaders can do one of three things in crucial conversations. You can avoid them, you can handle them poorly, or you can handle them well. We have crucial conversations all the time, and leaders, you cannot avoid them. They are here to stay. Now, there are normally three responses that happen uh, for us when we experience a crucial conversation, fight, flight, or freeze, as psychologists have told us for years. Another way to put it is we respond with silence, violence, or nothing. We all have our own temperament. Some of us uh, really don't like conflict and we run the other direction. We're like ostriches and we just stick our head in the sand. We don't want to deal with it. And if we just ignore it, maybe it'll go away. Others of us are more on the violence side of things where we talk back or we blow up or we don't mind spouting off and giving our opinion uh, and talking back. Some of us are so anxious in these situations, we freeze. We don't do anything. We don't retreat. We don't advance. We just are deer in the headlights. But instead of silence, violence, or nothing, there's actually a fourth way, and it's the way of engagement. I want to encourage you with crucial conversations to engage. We have to be people in the midst of engagement with crucial conversations where we major in both grace and truth, where we possess, possess both honesty and honor. Now, I live here in the Philadelphia area. My family, we love living in and around Philadelphia and in the Northeast. But as Philadelphia is known for, we're known for cheesesteaks and the Liberty Bell and the Philadelphia Eagles. But we're also known for being, how shall we put it, a bit forthright, blunt, honest, direct, passionate, or you might call it being rude. That's why we're called Negadelphia or the city of brotherly shove. Whether you like it or not, Philadelphians will tell you the truth. They won't have any problem sharing what's on their minds. Now, oftentimes I go and visit the Deep South. And when I do, I met with hugs and bless your hearts, and I'm handed a glass of tea that's sweet enough to choke a horse. <clears throat> oh, that's so warm and polite down there. But what I've realized on several trips is that they're actually lying to me politely. They don't want to hurt my feelings, so they are just very polite and honest, uh, are, are honoring, but they're never fully honest with me. Now, we've got to be majoring in both honesty and honor. And it's important that we have courage, but we want to make sure when we have courage, we do it with dignity. When we're being direct, for example, simply saying, I'm just being honest with you. No, oftentimes you're just being a jerk. <laughs> And we've got to stop prefacing sentences with no offense, but right before we say something offensive, saying no offense, but does not give us the right to say whatever we wish. We must be full of both honesty and honor when we deal with others in crucial conversations. Whether others or you know it or not, people are always asking themselves two questions about you as a leader. Are you safe? And can I trust you? Are you safe? And can I trust you as a leader? Now, I want to teach you four specific tools that can be helpful from the book that I just mentioned, Crucial Conversations. These have been so helpful for me over the last several years. I want to pass on some of these to you as well. The first one is recognize the biological and physiological signals that your body is sending to you when a crucial conversation occurs. What do you feel right before or during a crucial conversation, whether it's a planned conversation or whether it just shows up unannounced on your doorstep? How is your body responding? Do your hands get clammy? Do your hands shake? Does your voice shake? Do you talk real fast? Do you have a pit in your stomach? 
Do you get cotton mouth? Every one of us responds to diff- in different ways physiologically when a crucial conversation happens. What is your mind telling you? What are you thinking? What is your body feeling? I know for me, when I'm in a crucial conversation, my hands get freezing cold. I get a pit in my stomach and I can talk quickly. Now, why it's important to recognize these physiological signals for your body is this. It's as if your body is metaphorically tapping you on the shoulder to say, hello, leader, I wanted to inform you, you've just now entered a crucial conversation. And your body's also saying to you, proceed with caution. So I want to ask you, what physiological or biological signals does your body send to you? Is it sweaty armpits, clammy hands, cotton mouth? Do your hands tremble? Do you feel like you're going to throw up? Whatever it is, recognize that as a signal, as a tool, as a gift from your body, letting you know, be careful. This is crucial. Handle this well. Proceed with caution. Number two, recognize the stories that you are telling yourself in the midst of a crucial conversation. If there's difference of opinion, we can often make up stories about what we think is happening. We're always telling ourselves stories to make sense of what is occurring. Your brain cannot help it. And the more emotional you are, the more creative your brain is. The more fearful you are, the more outlandish the stories are that you create in your mind about the situation or about the person that you have a difference with. Have you ever noticed that? So recognize the stories and then press pause and withhold judgment until you get all the facts. And the third uh, helpful tool is this. Think about employing helpful sentences. Sentences such as, did you just feel a bump? Did you feel a bump here in this conversation? Can we address that? Another one to preface is, can you help me understand how we arrived at this? Can you help me understand why you think that we should go that direction instead of this direction? Or I'm curious what's behind this particular issue. Could you explain that for me? Can we talk about yesterday and what occurred in that meeting for a moment? Or what do I need to own here? Is there anything that I need to own that I didn't do well and be willing to repent and to confess uh, if you didn't handle it well, to ask for forgiveness? Or may I provide some feedback that I think would help you as you as we work together as a team? Or how can we handle this conversation better next time? These can be really helpful. And then the last tool is contrasting. I love contrasting because when when it's emotional, people begin to take it personally. When you address a particular behavior or situation that happened, people think you're attacking their character. So contrasting says, here's what I'm not saying, and then here's what I am saying. And that contrast helps separate out the character of the person from the behavior that was witnessed. So you can say things like, Mary, I'm not saying that you do this all the time, but yesterday, it was pretty demeaning what occurred in the meeting. Or I'm not saying that you meant to do this, but how it was received came off this way. Or I'm not saying that you're an evil person, <laughs> but how this occurred was, was very, uh, very harming for us. And we need to talk about it. Contrasting can be very important. And lastly, always remember how matters. How you do things matters. Doing the right thing the wrong way can easily become the wrong thing. So how we do things truly matters. So focus and think about your tone, your eye contact, your body language, and your volume. 
again, these tools are number one, recognize your psychological signal, sorry, your physiological signals that your body is sending to you. Number two, recognize the stories that you're telling yourself. Three, utilize helpful sentences. And four, employ the tactic of contrasting. Remember, resilient leaders are the kinds of leaders who handle crucial conversations well with a proper balance of grace and truth, being honest and honoring. You want to be a great leader instead of a just a good leader? Handle crucial conversations well. Well, thank you for listening to me today. Thanks for joining me. And as I mentioned, I recently led a training for Chick-fil-A leaders around these topics specifically. If I can partner with you and your team, whether online or in person, to help you navigate the new reality, let's talk. This podcast is produced by the proficient Joel Limbowen at Onalim Productions. Thanks, Joel, as always, for great work. Visit onalimproductions.com for all of your video and production needs. And leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, navigating crucial conversations is where the leadership game is won or lost. 